Welcome to Beyond a Parent, the podcast for Christians seeking clarity for parenting in a confusing world. I'm Jeremy Autry. And I'm Chuck Mead. And we've been talking about having the non-negotiables or certain non-negotiables in your parenting in your home. So last week we talked about the non-negotiable of church attendance. What would be the second non-negotiable we're referring to today? The second non-negotiable for families would be that um, it's okay on Sunday nights to eat cereal for dinner, I think. Really? Yeah, after a long day of serving Jesus and worshiping together. I love that idea. What cereal? What kind of cereal? I don't know. Waffle crisp? My favorite cereal is uh, there's a generic Captain Crunch with crunch berries and marshmallows. You share, you've shared this with me my multiple favorite. times. I think um, whoever makes those cereals in the big bag should probably sponsor our program. Thank you, Walmart. We could get one. Hey, we really, with the amount of games and random things we ordered from Walmart, or they're going to sue us. I'm not sure. It's okay. Yeah. Either way. Um, So as we're discussing, hey, there are things you should be letting your kids make their own decisions on at certain ages. We also said there's some things that maybe this should be in our family. We do this from the very beginning of the time you have a kid until they're grown and out of your home. And uh, we would say, Pastor Chuck and I, I think we both would say Mm -hmm. that um, a Bible, a personal Bible study time, a time of reading the Bible uh, is a non-negotiable in our home. Now, would you say that, Jeremy, and the first time Jeremy brought this up to me, I was like, wait a minute, like you would make this mandate and I kind of pushed back a little bit. And then I actually read my Bible and did some <laughs> research, and I'm more in, in line with them on it, um, be, because that's just not what I was used to. But what, let's define this, Jeremy. Are we talking like family devotion time, we read the Bible together, or this is you need to be reading Scripture every single day personally? Um, while I'm not saying there shouldn't be family devotion time, I think I'm also saying that there should be a personal time of reading the Bible yourself. Interesting. I I hesitate with the word devotion Mm -hmm. because I don't know if my concept of personal devotion fits into the life of someone who hasn't trusted Christ their Savior yet. Okay. You know what I mean? So um, is this a devotion time if you're lost, but you're studying your Bible? Is this a foreign concept to force your kids to read anything? Sorry about that noise. No, it's not a foreign concept. You force them to read the novels that their middle school teacher assigns them um, that teach them sometimes that make points contrary to what we believe as Christians. Ah. Uh, they have to read these books for school, and we're we're encouraging them to read their books. And I'm don't get me wrong, I'm not saying this shouldn't be. I think it's healthy to introduce your kids to other ideas and discuss them and and whether or not they fit into what we believe as Christians. But yeah, we force our kids yeah. to read things all the time. You're, so you're saying this is not, it. people like I did initially might be like, what? You can't force anyone to do that, your kids to do that. But you're right, we do force them to read other things. Why would we not, force, why would we not at least make that a mandate in our homes to read the actual words of God? Yeah, because uh, if I believe that this book is true, and I do, And if I believe that this book was written by God, and I do, Mm -hmm. and if I believe that this book teaches us who God is, how we can have a relationship with him, and how we should live our lives Mm -hmm. in that relationship, what is more important information for me to want my kid Mm. to to know? 
So where would we go to, like, give me a scripture, Pastor Jeremy, that would kind of <laughs> underline this is where we would uh, get this position from. Well, you know, in parenting, um, we go back to a lot of these same verses over and over Yeah, we probably said it before. Um, so uh, Deuteronomy 6 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. Now, that was written to God's people, yeah. you know, and um, and uh, it fits to apply it to God's people now. Yeah. Um, but if a kid's lost, that's not necessarily for the kid. But this next part is mm. Christians, you, uh, God's people, you shall teach these words, them diligently to your children shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way when you lie down and when you rise you shall bind them as a sign on your hand they shall be as frontlets between your eyes you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates in other words it's our responsibility to familiarize our children with god's word and then discuss that word with them yeah it's interesting even when god is giving them this not every family in the nation of Israel here in Deuteronomy had a copy. I mean, the Torah wasn't even finished yet. So, I mean, they, they didn't all have an individual copy of God's word. They would go to hear God's word from, from Moses at this time. But now, in our New Testament age, we have the complete, inspired, inerrant word of God. And all of us have probably multiple copies in our home. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting to think back then when they didn't have, the word of God in their hand. God is saying, hey, write these words so that your kids can see them. Write it mm. on the post of the doorpost of your wow. house. So he's still saying your kid needs to be reading the word of God. Huh. It needs to be like decorate your house with scripture. Wow. So your kids have to see it. I mean, the concept is still there even before the Israelites would have had no clue. Like the idea of holding the complete written word of God in your hand would have been so foreign to them. But mm -hmm. he's still pointing out to them then thousands of years ago the importance of the written word and our kids seeing that written word and understanding that it's important to us so we want them to learn it so it's really like i feel like from this scripture god's saying at the very least mandate them to read it like that's that's the baseline it's yeah. almost like god is saying duh read it uh based on this because it's his word right and the other scriptures that we've looked at the concept of training up a child in the way he should go that's not just, that, that shouldn't just be me saying, hey, here's what the Bible says. and Here's why you should do that. It should also be me pointing them to the source. Yeah. You know, here it is in the word. Let's look at it. Let's think about it together. You study it and learn it and think about it on your own. Okay. So we're hearing this and this, that was really the scripture as I was kind of hesitant, uh, even about going into this specific topic with Jeremy, that scripture really solidified it for me. But what are some things we want to remember um, in this non-negotiable that may that would help encourage us to make this decision? Oh, so um, first of all, I'm raising my kid in a Christian home and I'm teaching my kid what I understand it to mean to be a Christian. You know what it looks like and and I want to honor God personally with my home. So yeah. Um, for me to say, hey, here's God's word. It's important. I want you to read it. I want you to know it is a way for me to tell God and to show, hey, this is important to me. I honor you. I glorify you in making your word a priority in our home. And it's also a way for me to show my children and pass that concept on to them, my grandchildren and generations to follow 
that mm. we honor and respect the Word of God. Mm. So what we want to establish is we're our kids' stewards. We want to do everything we can uh, in our own power to see them become followers of Jesus. And then, so we want them to become Christians and then grow. I'll just read a couple scriptures that show us that uh, maturity in following Jesus comes through the word of God. I mean, Romans 1.16 says, um, I'm not ashamed of the, the gospel. It's the power of God for salvation. So we, we receive the words of the gospel through the Bible, through God's inspired word. Romans 10.17, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And um, then John 17, 17, um, sanctify them. Jesus is saying, sanctify them, his disciples, in the truth. And this is the high priestly prayer, if I'm not mistaken. Jesus talking to God the Son, talking to God the Father and saying, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. So uh, are these the things that we want for our kids? Do we want salvation in their life? Then God's word is the power. That brings salvation, understanding God's word. Do we want them to be sanctified? Do we want them to be set apart for God? Mm. Of course we do. God's word is the power to accomplish that. Yeah. So we want to expose them to as much Bible as we possibly can. You you can never get your kid enough Bible. Yeah. Yeah. By the same token, I'm not telling you that your six-year-old should be reading a chapter of uh, the King James Bible every morning by yep. himself. That's not the concept either. Uh, you have to be conscious of yes. that. And, and uh, there's a lot of truth in every portion of yep. the Bible. You know, so um, we're not suggesting that you go completely crazy and dogmatic with how much Bible your kid reads or, um, you know, a, 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 a few verses can say a lot to a elementary age kid. Yeah. And it's, um, I'm just going to pause here and just kind of put this in terms of a parent of a toddler because like this is something I want Wyatt to do. And I even get one of these like children's Bibles or, or you know, children's Bible storybook and I'm wanting to read some to Wyatt. And there's some after like, I mean, after 30 seconds, he's over this. If there's so many words on a picture, yeah. I mean, he can only handle so much in his concentration. But Jeremy, there's an app we just discovered. And we and we got on our TVs. It's called Minnow Kids. M I N N O. I'd never heard of this until recently. Are you familiar I'm, with it? I know it exists. But okay. I'm Wyatt loves. They have all these shows. They have the entire. They have every single ed, um, episode of Veggie Tales oh, on yeah. this app. So I think it's from the creators of Veggie Tales. So they have all these classic shows. They have new episodes of Veggie Tales, but they have all the classics. And they have these other different kids shows. Wyatt's favorite though is this Minnow Kids Laugh and Grow Bible. And it just has different Bible stories. And it's like told by, tells this story, narrates it. And it mainly is just about Jesus, his ministry, his miracles, and his death, resurrection. Yeah. And But why it will come up to me. And this is what he says, Jeremy. More Jesus? <laughs> More Jesus <laughs> shows? Awesome. And that that's, I mean, so we're not getting him in the Bible every day. But this is him at a young age. We're saying, wow, this is an amazing yeah. tool to help my kid want to know the right. Bible, want to know more right. about God. And so uh, the concept here is where do you move from there to now I've, Wyatt is old enough to read yeah. on his own. How do you move or do you move? Do you make that a an expectation on him that, hey, now that you can read, you're going to read 
part of God's word daily. Right. And that's going to be part of your life. Right. So what if you can build more on this concept, Jeremy, of having a Christian home, because that is also something we see through the lens. Uh, what does it mean to, my, I have a Christian home and this is the basis for making these decisions? I think what it means is, uh, while living here does not make my kid a Christian. So you being in my house, as I'm a Christian. You're not automatically a Christian. It does mean that our home is going to reflect these traditions. That's how we um, show the world that we're a Christian home. That's also how we glorify God with our Christian values, our practices. So we're going to read. We're going to pray. Um, we're going to sing. My family doesn't sing that much. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about Christ and his word. We're going to make a big deal out of God. The things of God. Um, that's we talked about church attendance. We talk. Uh, we're talking now about reading His Word. These things are important to our family. There's a lot of reasons that's important, and that I shouldn't feel bad or discouraged about it. It's part of me being a Christian. It's how I glorify God. It's how I show a lost world what's important to us mm -hmm. and my kids before they come to Christ and after they come to Christ. It's how I show them that hey, this is important. This is what life is about. This is. Uh, more important than anything else. And the, the truth of the matter is, and I think we've discussed this before, studies show that the reason kids grow up and walk away from the church is because most of the time, the reason that they give is because they saw a great disconnect between Sunday morning and the rest mm. of the week. Mm. So if my kid is lost and or saved and we bring him to church on Sunday, yeah, that's a mandate. You have to go to church if you're going to live at my house. But then Monday morning, everything looks like the world and there's no focus on God and his word. Mm -hmm. Then we're saying to our kids, what we talked about Sunday doesn't really apply the rest of the week. Wow. And they're too smart for that. They're going to become adults who don't bother with Sunday either. Yeah. But instead, we want to say, hey, this is a Christian home. And what we did on Sunday applies the whole rest of the week. Mm -hmm. With the practice itself, we're showing them that God is a priority and his word is important and that the truths that we're learning there are the truths we're going to live by. That's good. So let me ask you this, um, Jeremy, about how it practically looks in your family and then get into some <clears throat> potential pitfalls or objections. So you're obviously, uh, you've, you're in the parenting game much longer than I have been. And this is something that it hurts you, my feelings when you keep pointing out how old I am. That's okay. Uh, not old, just more wise. Let's say that. Not just old. Okay. Um, so what is this, having this be a, and I, even the word mandate is hard, but, but making this like, this is a non-negotiable in our family. You're going to get in the Bible yeah. on your own. What does that look like? Um, so it's unique, maybe for my family compared to others. We homeschool. So Bible is already a subject that my kids have to study in school. Mm -hmm. So from kindergarten, they're just kind of living this. So we probably don't get as much pushback as we would if we were um, handling education differently. So okay. that's just a side note caveat. And that's definitely not saying every family should be homeschooling or, yeah. or whatever. Um, we'll probably cover that in another episode. Um, but so... Already studying the Bible is just kind of part of their daily life. But aside from that, we set the expectation that there is a personal Bible reading time from a very young age. Once they're old enough to read God's word and comprehend it on their own. Um, and that may look different for that will look different for every kid and every age. Uh, sometimes that's a devotion book. 
where they read a couple of verses and then a paragraph discussing those verses. Mm. Um, sometimes that's you read a chapter a day, you know, once you're in yeah. once you're in high school. It's different for each of my kids and their personalities and their reading levels, all of those things. But there is an expectation, a discussed expectation that you're reading the Bible yeah. daily. And sometimes that goes along with it. And my wife, Cheryl, does this a lot more than I do. She's home with the kids. Um, sometimes that also goes along with, hey, tell me about what you read today. But not always. And it also isn't always, hey, this has to happen at this time. And we're watching you and making sure that you're doing it. Um, it's an understood expectation. Okay. Our family is not... We're not the, hey, this is scheduled and this is regimented and this is yeah. exactly how it happens every single day. So it's different for us all the time. Mm -hmm. I will say, too, our kids see us reading the Bible. and We're not just pointing them to That's that. Uh, they see it happening with us also, you know, and they know that we're not just saying you do this because we think it's something you should do, but mm -hmm. it doesn't apply to us. We're reading our Bible also. Yeah. I remember um, when Katie and I were first dating and seeing kind of how the Wyatts uh, did this and what they would kind of do instead of, at least at this point in their family, didn't have a family devotion, but they would have, see, they they were, again, were probably more just structured and scheduled in the way they did things, which is fine. But they would have people come, they'd have their separate Bible reading time, then they'd come sit together when the kids were all adults and ask, okay, what did you, not adults, but you know what I mean, older high schooler, um, and what did you learn? What did you gather? Encouraging them to share what they got from the reading of God's word. And that was it. They just got together, sh shared yeah. one thing. Not saying everyone should do that. And and the way you, uh, our listeners may handle this is going to look different. It's going to maybe be a conversation at the dinner table. Um, hey, what did you gather from your time in the Bible? Whether that be whenever you had it during the day. Yeah. And it's important to remember, we keep reiterating. It, you're, it should look different in yeah. your home. You yeah. have the responsibility of understanding who your kids are, where they're at, and taking these concepts and making them fit within your family. Right. This is one thing, and this is good for husbands and wives to do too. And I'll be honest, this is not something I do well in at all. But just asking, asking the, the members of your family, what's something God has shown you recently? What's something God's been showing you in his word? And I'll be honest, Jeremy, this is part of my mindset and hesitancy to do some of these things, even in my own family now, has been I don't want to come across as super spiritual and judgmental towards the members in my family. Because to me, in my mind, for so long it was, did you read your Bible today? Sounds yeah. as this sounds like a very snooty, judgmental, self-righteous thing to ask somebody. Yeah, yeah. So what would you say to that of like, this is my hesitancy. I don't want to come across as a self-righteous, you need to read your Bible person. Yeah. So first of all, within my home, I don't want to come across like that with my kids at yeah. all. And I'm sure there's times that I do. Um, I'm a pastor, you know, so I'm sure uh, pastors are jerks, I guess is what I'm saying. Not really. But I'm sure there's times that I come across like that, but I don't want to. That comes from my kids knowing my heart yeah. and me being close to them and having conversations with them and not just putting this mandate. That's why we're kind of nervous about using that word, not yeah. just throwing rules at them, but actually having a relationship with my kids so they understand where I'm coming from and they know me. And 
Uh, also, if we're talking about um, your kids not seeing you as this holier than now, owning your mistakes, yeah, coming to them and apologizing when you mess up, admitting that you're imperfect, all all of these things help with when I do say, hey, did you read your Bible before you start playing video games? Mm-hmm. I want to make sure you read your Bible. Helps them see that hopefully in a different light because gotcha. the guy saying it knows that he's imperfect and just because he reads the Bible doesn't mm. mean he's holier than thou. But then there's also a danger of outside of our home, as our kids get more and more head knowledge about scripture, that can puff them up yeah. and and make them, not just them, us too, um, make us feel superior, more important, more Christian, more yeah. godly. That's nonsense when we sit back and talk about it, which the Bible does say as we're reading the Bible, we understand more about the things that are wrong with us and mm-hmm. and we should be getting better. You know, it's like a mirror that we look in. Right. But we're still so far from perfect that there's no room for for judgment. You know, yeah. there's still plenty of uh, planks in my eye. We've never arrived. No. And and this just goes without saying is if we're going to be requiring scripture reading of our own kids, of like, of course, that has to start with us. So I would just say if we're not, if, if we as parents aren't getting in the word of God alone, we, we have no, bu- I mean, we have no business mandating. That has to be a habit in us. And maybe you just need to be vulnerable and real with your kids and say, hey, I've not been perfect in this, but I want to do this together. Right. Let's get in God's word together. Let's keep each other accountable. Like, let you ask me what I'm reading in God's word instead of just me asking you so we can all be in God's word. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it's important for us, kid, our kids, to know we're reading God's word and to see that God's speaking to us. Mm-hmm. And I try to regularly, regularly communicate that to my kids. But I am finding it's very difficult for me to do that on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. You know, which sometimes that's because I got to read this chapter four times before I really know yeah. what's going on. Right. You know? um, but that that's a challenge for me, and I'm trying to fight it, and I'm trying to do a better job of communicating to my family, not just here's what I'm learning, but I am learning. Yeah. I am still growing. Um, and really, uh, that helps strip us of some of that pride mm-hmm. as we're reading God's word and remembering that we still need to grow. We haven't arrived yet. This is something, both Jeremy and I, whichever thing we talk about, Jeremy and I don't get down perfectly. This is something we are looking to, as we're leading our church and encouraging you as parents, this is something we are it's just a good, healthy reminder for us is we want to be emphasizing the Word of God in our homes on a regular basis. So initially, when Jeremy first brought this as a non-negotiable, there were some objections I had, some pitfalls. What would be some of those pitfalls, Jeremy, of making this a mandate? Um, so we already talked about the danger of my kids and me yeah. swelling up with pride because of... Mm. Uh, because of this knowledge that we've taken in. I think that's a real danger. And I think there's value in discussing that with your kids. Um, It can come across in a few different ways. Um, They can think they're smarter than their peers and more biblically educated than their peers and think that makes them a better Christian. Um, And that's dangerous and that's off-putting. And uh, our kids will get beat up if they continue with that line of thinking. Uh, I also think it can lead to a danger of when a, when they come to hear a sermon and they've read this story and they, they know it, 
that they think, well, I don't have anything else to learn yeah. from this. And they just shut down and don't listen anymore, which is ridiculous. As a, an adult Christian, we can fall into that trap. Oh, right. I, I know this one already, yeah. you know, and, and assume that God's not going to speak to me anymore through that. Yeah, person. I feel like we forget that the word of God is living. Like, it's not like, oh, I got this one truth from reading it this one time. I don't need to come back to it because I already God already spoke to me from this. This is what he showed me. And it's like, there's a reason we read we don't just read the Bible one time and then we're done. We keep going back yeah. to it because of the way God, that is the primary way God speaks to us. Yeah, and there's always more to be understood mm -hmm. and and the things that are already understood, there's always room for more application of that truth into your life. That's good. That's good. And you bring that up, it, it brings me to Philippians 3. It's funny. It's very easy for us to begin to boast about, hey, I know all this. I've memorized this much scripture. I know this yeah. scripture. I can say all these things and to be puffed up with pride. That's a danger. Doesn't mean we don't memorize scripture. Doesn't mean we don't get into God's word. But that's just a potential danger. But Paul in Philippians 3 brings up, if he, he's basically saying, anyone has a reason to boast or brag about what they've done for God. It's me. And then he begins to list all these things he did with zeal for God, but then gets to the conclusion of, and it's all basically a big pile of dung. Yeah, that's the dung. nice, kind way of saying yeah. it. He's like, that's what it is. And um, it, it's all a loss. Um, j just trying to work and do all of these things uh, is not gaining us favor with God. It's all a loss because of the reason and the motivation for what, for what he was doing all of those things for. Yeah. And another pitfall is um, the idea that, hey, I read my Bible. I'm done. Yeah. You know, I, I read this. I did the mechanics. I obeyed. And now I'm done. Instead of them taking that word and examining themselves and growing because yeah. they learned it. So um, I think the answer there is we talked about discussion. We talked about sharing with your kids, hey, I'm reading the Bible. And here's how I'm growing mm. because of it. Modeling that. Is very important, and and just really <clears throat> restating the gospel to ourselves, to our kids. I mean, that's what we started our podcast with. Is that uh, we see we can't disconnect the the spiritual disciplines of our life, following Christ in these ways. We can't disconnect that from the reason why we do them, and we need to be communicating that to our kids over and over and over again. And so, while those are pitfalls dangers doesn't mean we we throw the baby out with bathwater. I mean yeah. this is a crucial to having a Christian home. I I believe so strongly in this. I in preparing for this episode, I I, I know uh, families that I'm close to that have teenage kids that say, "Hey, I'm an atheist. I don't believe there is a god. Yeah. I don't believe your bible is true. I don't believe, you know, there's an afterlife whatever." And I think the same concept applies in those families. If I had a teenager, I would still say, I would not use the word mandate, yeah. but I would say, hey, I want you to read this so we can discuss this. Mm -hmm. I want you to go to church so we can discuss what they're saying at church. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I'm going to do is, hey, here's the rules. You do this and just walk away. I'm, I'm going to dig yeah. into that with him. I'm, I'm going to lean into the necessity of studying God's word even more with my lost kid mm. and even more with my kid who is antagonistic towards Christianity. 
because I want to give the truth of God's word a chance to work in their heart. And I want to discuss that with them. And any rational kid, when I was a kid, I wasn't always rational, but any rational kid is going to at least say, okay, I'll read it and I'll tell you why I don't believe it's true. And that's opening the door for me to have a gospel conversations with my teenager, hypothetically, who is antagonistic or mm-hmm. unbelieving toward the gospel. So I think this concept yeah. applies even in these most difficult of situations. It does. So examine your family. Examine what this could look like, making this a non-negotiable um, for for your kids, for husband, wife, for, for you all together to begin to make this not a non-negotiable in your home and then to spur on further spiritual conversations with it. Yeah, that's good stuff. Well, thank you guys for listening to Beyond a Parent. Remember, parenting is beyond us, but in Christ, we have all that we need for this journey. Thanks, guys. 